<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Oh, hey, before we start the show, I got to tell you about the Allegedly podcast with my lawyers, Bo Bowen and Ryan Schmidt. They got pop culture, they got legal news, they got behind-the-scenes antics, and a whole lot of laughs. One of the best podcasts I've ever heard. Allegedly with Bo and Ryan at thebowenlawgroup.com. Link in the description and everywhere you get your podcasts, of course. And now let the cartoons begin. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. Hello, Seska. Hmm. You're looking radiantly maternal. The Bob Seska Show. From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, March 28, 2023, and this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi, day 797 of the Biden-Harris administration, 588 days until the 24th presidential election. Instagram, the Bob Seska. Twitter, Bob Seska underscore go. Spoutable, Bob Seska. Our Patreon page is bobseskashow.com. And sitting right over there, it's Buzz Burbank with the news. Yeah. Buzz Burbank. Hecker, Hecker. You said it all. <laughs> hey, great way to start the show. I love that. That's, yes, that's the man's name, Hecker. <laughs> Hi, I love the obscenity right, right out of the shoot. Thank you, guys. Oh, <laughs> we're, we're just getting started. Uh, hi, everybody. Hi. He's, uh, he's Bob. I'm Buzz. And we are the Roy Kent and Ted Lasso of progressives. <laughs> we, 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 we may both be Roy Kent. Today. Wait and see. Uh, I, I just have to know, is it infradictment week yet? Infradictment. Oh my God! That's my favorite neologism now. Thank you. And, and now, and now, Trump is reportedly asking his lackeys whether he should smile or frown at his perp walk. <laughs> He'll probably smile. Usually, when they're in diapers, smiling means they're pooping. <laughs> it got a lot of people's attention when we learned someone had sent the Manhattan DA an envelope of white powder. I know Don Jr. perked right up. <laughs> Two home runs in a row. Excellent. Well, and, and, and here we are weeks after hitting his head and getting a concussion. Uh, Mitch McConnell is finally out of rehab. Mm-hmm. Uh, M- McConnell says he's ready to get right back to work writing his Broadway musical. <laughs> what is that? How? Uh, and a 92-year-old Rupert Murdoch got engaged uh, last week mm-hmm. to a 66-year-old woman. Wow. Uh, but his lawyers say it would be a hardship for him to testify in court about the lies told on Fox News. Now, I can't tell if the hardship is testifying or marrying a woman 26 years younger. <laughs> I hope he's got the 24-hour energy ready. For both, yes. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and Republicans are now banning photos. They're banning photos of Michelangelo's 16th century statue of David. They say that in their experience... 
no man is that well hung. All right. Kick it off a brand new week with Rocky Mountain Mike and Mary in Ann Arbor. Here we go. Have fun. Rocking on Mike Marion Ann Arbor, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, not indicted yet, unfortunately, but we're we're getting there. We're getting closer and closer and closer. I, I am. Do, I do think so. Yeah. yeah. If I'm confident about anything, uh, especially after the uh, testimony yesterday of David Pecker. Sorry, <laughs> there's no way you can say that without chuckling. No, no, of course not. <laughs> after, these guys, these after, guys love it. Yeah. <laughs> It appears this was his second time before them, yeah. and uh, that's indicative of the the fact that the prosecutors wanted to underscore something he had said before, uh, and perhaps in rebuttal to the testimony of the Trump lawyer who uh, testified late last week. So uh, the supposition is that this may well have been Pecker may have been well the last the last uh, witness. Yeah, and, yeah. and so. Uh, when the grand jury convenes again tomorrow on Wednesday, mm-hmm. uh, it, it could happen. I'm not saying it will happen. I'm confident <laughs> that it's going to happen, and, and soon. But I, I you know, I, I can't guarantee it'll be Wednesday. I'm saying it's possible. We, I think we've led to that point now. I think they're out of witnesses. Yeah, and I'm so done predicting when this is going to happen. It's just, I know. I, yeah. I'm just yeah, resorted I'm not, I'm to saying, it yeah, it could happen tomorrow, any day now, any second now. Maybe right after we're done recording the show is what usually happens. But I think we should all rest assured knowing that Donald Trump is going to be indicted in New York City at the very, very least, at the very minimum. It'll happen there. And as uh, Stephanie Miller said this morning, she was wondering if uh, David Pecker had any conversations with Taco Penis. And so Pecker and... (laughs) Oh, it's like, can you imagine? It's it's one of those Oprah Uma moments. Pecker, meet Taco (laughs) Penis. Taco Penis, meet Pecker. (laughs) It's it's a... Silly timeline yeah, we're living yeah. in, isn't it? Yeah. Because you, know, you have you have Trump, you have the president, the porn star, and the pecker. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst children's story ever written, I think. It uh, is. It yeah. is indeed. Yeah. And as we determined on Thursday, Buzz, I know you and I talked about it on Tuesday, but uh, Thursday, both David and Jody said that when they hear the name Taco Penis, uh-huh. They, they envision a penis that looks like a taco, rather than yeah, I'm a, a, that. yeah, rather than a taco with a penis laying in it. I I refuse to accept that image in my mind. So <laughs> I, I think... do not. I do not see that. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> Too late. You're I'm never going out for Me- <laughs> I'm going out for Mexican tonight. Stop it. <laughs> it's it's really weird. It almost be like a Wonder Twins thing. Shape of a taco. <laughs> 
and then it tur- your penis turns into a taco. It's Taco Penis Tuesday. Is it I, still I the weekend? I don't know if we're doing the show even right now. Um, the warm up. We didn't do a problem. You know, we did. Instead of doing our usual warm up before the show, we talked about Star Trek. Yes, we did. Be- and then, and so now we're just uh, stumbling into this. We have our priorities entirely <laughs> in order for sure. <laughs> I think so. Yes, okay, so uh, from the silly to the super-duper serious, uh, another school shooting in Nashville, Tennessee. Do we have the numbers at this point, Buzz? Do we know how many? uh, Is it the last I heard, uh, four children were killed and three adults? Is that it? I don't have that fourth. I knew it was three uh, children and three adults and and the shooter uh, made uh, seven, but uh, I, I hadn't heard if another child had passed or what condition some of the children are in. Okay. Uh, I, I just can't get out of my head the photograph of the little girl's face in the bus window with her yeah. hand pressed against the glass. Mm-hmm. The pain the pain that we should all rightly feel when we see that picture. Yeah. And the shame at what we have done. I'm so angry about this. Yeah. Uh, and, and it just continues. Um uh, you know, I, I I don't I don't know what to say at this point because it seems like we've We've tried everything. We have to keep trying uh, because uh, this isn't working. This cannot stand. What's one of the things that we do in times of war against our enemy? We we not only attack their armies, but we also make a serious effort, and this irrespective of what war it is, we make a serious effort to take out their munitions. We take out their the areas where they store all of their weapons, right? That's always a goal of military engagement. If you get their weapons, they have nothing. Their air bases, where they're storing their artillery, etc. That's always a thing. The whole story in Band of Brothers about Operation Market Garden was all about taking out an artillery piece, right? And so it seems like going after the proliferation of firearms in this country, 16 million AR-16s, are owned by American people. That is way too many military-style firearms that are unnecessary for regular people to have. It's like Weapons of war that rip people to shreds. Yes, exactly right. These are intended to uh, do things to the human body that are completely unnecessary. That make survival for, un- impossible. Yes, we don't yet live in the Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome universe. These things are unnecessary in our time and place. And the fact that they are so popular signifies the centerpiece of all of this, which is our gun culture in this country. Every time this happens, we talk about the gun culture, but that's, I think, what drives it. It's not just the proliferation of firearms. It's also our culture that says, hey, you know, we're gritty and self-reliant and we do things like hunting and we revere, you know, the old West and the have gun will travel and all this shit. This is how we look at these things. We don't look at them as other people in other cultures do as tools, as hardware for national security. We look at these things as some form of divine providence. Gun ownership is a religion in this country. And and the other thing that drives this buzz, and you and I have had this conversation many times in the wake of these sorts of things, which is that it's no wonder when you have political and cultural leaders who glorify violence as solutions to problems. And I'm speaking in broad generalities here. 
But in a little bit, we're going to talk about how Donald Trump is lionizing the January 6th insurrectionists. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's no fucking wonder people are walking around thinking, well, hey, if those people are heroes and political leadership in this country are framing them as heroes, right. then they must be thinking, well, you know, if I do this with a, if I violently take out my grievances against someone else, maybe I'll be a hero too. And it's everything from what Donald Trump is saying about the insurrectionists to how we engage in foreign policy, typically in this country, yeah. where we uh, tend to resort to bombings and uh, airstrikes and things like that to solve issues. And while right, some of those right. things are unavoidable, it's one of those things where, yeah, no wonder people are getting that impression. Yeah, it's a might makes right uh, yeah, mentality. Yeah. Uh, this country was born out of the Old West, and but it never outgrew the Old West. We mm -hmm. still think we are. And, and this is a uniquely American problem. Gun laws work in countries that have them. Yeah. Uh, the proof that gun laws work is in countries that have them and they are successful. Uh, we've discussed before that uh, the culture, you mentioned it just a moment ago, it's part of the, the culture. That, again, is uniquely American, comes out of the cowboy days. And, yep. and we never. And, and about the AR 15s, uh, they're a status symbol now. Uh, it's like uh, environmentalists uh, like to drive a Prius, you know, or an electric yeah, car, yeah. and and uh, fearful, uneducated people uh, like to have as their status symbol the AR-15, which uh, we said it, it doesn't just shoot people, it doesn't just kill people. It's not. It's beyond self-defense. It's an offensive weapon. It's and there. That's a good. Uh, we maybe we should look at it more like that. It is aside from being an offensive weapon. It is an offensive weapon. It is not for defense. Yeah. It is not for defense. It's for offense. It's for certain death. It's it's a, a guaranteed lethal weapon against another human being. It can rip a, a small child's body to shreds, as we have sadly mm -hmm. learned. And it actually, a grown person, uh, can uh, their organs explode from the inside out. Yeah. Uh, they don't just get a bullet or two or three. They get exploded uh, by these weapons, which is just beyond obscene. Mm -hmm. We have tolerated this for too long. How mad do we have to get? What do we do? We have to take to the streets. What do we have to do to protect these children? I know you you were looking at the bigger picture and and Trump uh, lionizing these people, which certainly doesn't help. Uh, but but I'm really uh, laser focused right now on on the guns. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what we do. Uh, I've heard suggestions of outlawing AR-15s and buying them back at market price. Uh, I and and then melting them down, uh, presumably. Uh, I, I, you know, I don't know what the answer is, and I don't know how you would enforce such a thing at this point. It seems the genie and her AR-15 are out of the bottle. Yeah, I don't think we have any other choice. I think the way the culture is circulating around AR-15s and the mindset behind the people who buy them, where they are, for Red State America, a fashion accessory. AR-15s are something that you pose with around your Christmas tree. My and freedom, show my off. independence. Yeah. yeah, you show it off on social media. It's like me with these uh, Star Wars action figures and so on. Okay. Uh, there's an entire culture that surrounds you know, people taking pictures of their action figures and unboxing them and displaying them and posing them. Well, the, the same thing goes with Red State America and AR-15s. It's the same idea. 
Only now, with that, it's driven by almost a religious kind of zealotry where, oh yeah, you try to take my gun away, you're infringing on my personal right. liberty, and yeah. fuck you, you're un-American. Which again, yeah. is, I was just going to say, which again is built on a, a false interpretation of the Second Amendment. Right. Which, uh, you know, everybody focuses, or they, the Second Amendment folks, focus on the uh, right to bear arms. They completely ignore well-organized militia, uh, of which they are not. Yeah. And, and so I think just the, the fact that the Second Amendment has been so poorly interpreted, and I don't look to this Supreme Court to correct it. Yeah, uh, but uh, that's that's a good deal of the problem, and and it's it's almost like the way Bill Barr twisted the Mueller report to, to give a false impression. Uh, the same false impression has been given about the Second Amendment. So seldom is this uh, perpetrated by a woman, something like right. this. Right. And I think, when was the last time there was a woman who engaged in a mass shooting? I'm trying to oh, think I back. Saw, I, think there I saw, I, I, well, no, there, there have been. Yeah. Uh, usually they're accompanied by a male when that happens. It is rare and it's been some time. I saw the date earlier today, but I don't know okay. in front of me. So I'm not going to mention her name, but, but it, she's it a, a resident of Nashville. She was armed with two assault-style rifles and a handgun. And I assume those assault-style rifles were AR-15s. I mean, those are the uh, ones. That, I, yeah. I, I, one was an assault pistol, I heard, and one was an assault rifle. Yeah. Either way, both are weapons of war. Should not have been. She bought them legally. How does that make you feel about the system we have now? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, so uh, it just, and she had, like I said, had a manifesto. Uh, had maps, all of that. Uh, there's this. There certainly is an insanity, a mental illness that goes with this. But Republicans, by the way, aren't addressing that either. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, it's the guns, man. They, they, nobody should have these guns. Well, the Red Hats are making a big deal out of the fact that uh, the shooter was allegedly trans in the process right. of transitioning. So it's clearly, well, it's the transitioning that caused the shooting, right? Yeah, I, I saw a Red Hat post. Uh, this is what happens when you inject uh, uh, testosterone into a female. Not true at all. You know, God, the level of propaganda, the level of disinformation about all of this is uh, it never ceases to stagger me. It, it's amazing the lengths they're, they're going to go to to demonize this already demonized and bullied community. And as Stephanie Miller pointed out this morning, she's also a Christian. No one's talking about that. Right. As far as maybe a, a cause of all of this, something that may have triggered this shooting. A, a white, wait, a white Christian with an AR-15? Well, yeah. she would be accepted in any Red Hat rally. <laughs> so if we're going to do this whole post hoc ergo propter hoc fallacy, mm -hmm. it could also be Christianity that caused it. I'm not saying that it is. I'm just saying that if we're going to do that, oh, it's trans, so therefore trans people are are violent mass shooters. No, and so we now we need to double down on demon trans people and outlawing transgenderism, whatever the hell Michael Knowles wants to do. But that's the argument that's being made. So if we're talking about something that's irrelevant to the shooting, let's also talk about this woman's Christianity and how she was uh, shooting at the place that she learned Christianity. Mm -hmm. It's just as valid as saying, well, she's among, trans. Among, you know. among the people killed were mm -hmm. the woman who ran that school and uh, yeah. the daughter of one of the pastors of the church at which the school was housed. My God. See, th one of the many, many tragedies of this is the children who survive these mass shootings and, and children who don't, children who are just in school, 
have that got little to... girl on the bus with her face and her hands yeah. against the glass in tears, sobbing, in pain, in confusion. We did that. For them, this is terrorism. Yes. This is like you constantly have to look over your shoulder for the next threat to your life. While you're in school, school should be this thing that you remember for the rest of your life as being fun and educational and and character building and developing lifelong friendships and making memories. It shouldn't be about these sorts of things. It shouldn't be the kinds of post-traumatic stress that military veterans come home with. That shouldn't be part of the school experience. And and it's almost a militaristic response that Republicans want. Uh, One of the things I most commonly saw this morning were conservatives saying, uh, we need more school security. Chris Christie saying we need more school security and more mental health, which is just uh, masturbation because it's never going to happen. They talk about it, but they never do anything. In fact, they vote it down. Uh, But but, uh, this is their answer now is, oh, we just step up security. Uh, we didn't have to have that when I went to school, and these kids shouldn't have to have it either. Do you want, what do you want, a cop at every door or uh, tr- uh, security guards who may or may not be well-trained? And are there enough of them to cover every door every day? Should there be maybe military personnel with rifles stationed at the door at every door of every school? Oh, what's it going to take to protect our kids? How about we get rid of the fucking guns? Yeah. Chris Christie also said... We've done so much already. Uh, there are already enough regulations right. on the books. To, well, obviously, it's not working. Ask uh, the people of Chicago and Illinois uh, about their gun violence problem. Uh, although they have some of the tightest laws in the nation, they are surrounded by Indiana and Wisconsin who do not have tight gun laws. And so uh, it's a 30-minute drive from Chicago to Indiana. It's it's not that hard to bring back guns and bring in guns, and that's exactly what happens. So it's the lack of uniformity in the laws that Chris Christie says we have that prevent anything real from being done about this. Plus, Tennessee Republicans legalized permitless open carry back yep, in 2020. We- we're just we're getting that here in Florida. Yeah, that's the opposite of there being enough laws on the books to regulate firearms. It's actually right. a deregulatory environment yes. right now in oh, this country. Very much so. State legislatures across the country, at least in red states, are repealing all kinds of gun control legislations. And they're not adding to it. No one's really adding to it. I mean, there are little bits and pieces of movement here and there. But nothing significant. This is an ongoing process of Republicans making it easier and easier and easier to purchase firearms, to carry firearms without a goddamn permit. I mean, cars are the second leading cause of death for children in this country. You have to get a driver's license to drive a car. The number one cause of death in this country, guns, I mean, I'm talking cause of death for children, guns... Now you don't need a permit. You don't need your driver's license for guns anymore. You don't need your permit to carry a firearm in public right. places now, thanks to Republicans. So this we're is seeing, all getting rolled back. We're Oh, very much so. We're seeing laws that allow uh, untrained, unlicensed people to carry unregistered guns uh, in a concealed fashion. Yeah. What could possibly go wrong? Mm, God damn. Rick Scott. You're looking at it. Yeah, I know. Rick Scott, meantime, said, we need to consider an automatic death penalty for school shooters. 
Life in prison is not enough for the deranged monsters who go into our schools and kill innocent kids and educators. Pray for all facing the unimaginable in Nashville. This is horrible and must stop. Well, actually, Rick Scott, by proposing this, is making things far worse. First of all, death penalty is shown to not be a deterrent for uh, violent crime. Second of all, being a political leader and calling for violence to solve a problem, violence in this case being the death penalty, calling for violence to solve a problem is exactly why, I mean, one of the several top-tier reasons why these mass shootings happen in the first place. I was saying before, it's this example that's being said. If you have a problem, if you have a grievance, well, you got to commit violence in order to solve that grievance. We got to, you know, we have a grievance against mass shooting. So what we have to do is have the death penalty for mass shooters. You don't put out a fire by adding fuel to it. Right, right. And by the way, fill up one hand with prayer and another hand with shit and see which hand fills up first. Good God, this, we're going to sit and we're going to pray about this. Uh, maybe that's helpful. I don't know, whatever floats your boat. But as far as actually being something that solves the problem, that's inconceivable. That's like doing absolutely nothing. So it's just we get to this place where we talk about these things, and it's all about uh, virtue signaling to uh, Christian zealots and so on. That's why this all gets uh, rolled mass, out in the wake of these uh, things. Yeah. Also a ridiculous comment in that the last couple of mass shooters uh, got the death penalty on the spot. Yeah. Either by their oh, own yeah. hand or, or by the hands of police. Yeah. Well, suicide by cop is a real thing. Uh, mm-hmm. This is something that happens in a lot of these mass shootings where... She, she had notified someone that she would die that day. And right. And in fact, uh, she, she got her wish, taking out three or perhaps now four uh, innocent children and uh, three adults, including a custodian. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, just uh, this just keeps happening, and it just can't. It has to stop. When, ladies and gentlemen, when do we stop this? Yesterday on Fox News Channel, during the breaking news coverage of this shooting, uh, one of the moms from Nashville, I believe one of the moms from this school, commandeered one of the microphones uh, yes. while Fox News was I live. I saw that. She was so articulate. Yeah. Here, let's listen to this oh, mom uh, when she took over Fox News's airwaves. This is an incredible moment. Aren't you guys tired of covering this? Aren't you guys tired of being here and having to cover all of these mass shootings? I'm from Highland Park. Yeah, now they try to cut away. Family vacation with my son visiting my sister-in-law. I have been lobbying in D.C. since we survived a mass shooting in July. I have met with over 130 lawmakers. How is this still happening? How are our children still dying and why are we failing them? Gun violence is the number one killer of children and teens. It has overtaken cars. Assault weapons are contributing to the border crisis and fentanyl. We are yes. arming cartels with our guns and our goose loose gun laws. And these shootings and these mass shootings will continue to happen until our lawmakers step up and pass gun safety legislation. I'm pretty sure this was an unsecured weapon that this teenager got a hold of. We can't even pass gun safety, like safe storage laws in this country to protect kids from getting a hold of weapons that they shoot each other with. Now they, they grab her, I think. And, All right, so uh, yeah. we're going to break away there because that reporter who was using that camera is uh, obviously setting up to do a, a live report there. But the woman 
said it quite succinctly. Aren't you tired of this? Yes, we are tired of this. Yeah. Wow. That was on Fox News Channel. Sometimes Good. things break through that bubble, and it's always welcome when it does. Because Yes, yeah. in connection with the pending Trump indictment, somebody was saying, oh, good that it didn't happen because now the media can stop harping on it all the time. And I yeah. said, no, 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 no. We want the media to keep harping on it for exactly the reason you've explained, Bob, and that is that, and the Republicans certainly know this in their message, the more you repeat something, the more likely it is to get through even to those not inclined to listen. Uh, the more it's out there, the harder it becomes for them to avoid. Well, here's uh, Congressman Tim Burchett, Republican uh -huh. from Tennessee. Talking about how, ah, what's the point of doing anything? Right. Nothing, nothing's going to happen, so right. forget about it. Never mind. Just homeschool your kids. Here's uh, Burchett saying the quiet part out loud. Three precious little kids lost their lives, and I believe three adults, I believe. It's, and, um, and the shooter, of course, lost their life, too. So it's, it's a horrible, horrible situation. And we're not going to fix it. Criminals are going to be criminals, and my daddy fought in the Second World War, fought in the Pacific, fought the Japanese, and he told me, he said, buddy, he said, if somebody wants to take you out and doesn't mind losing their life, there's not a whole heck of a lot you can do about it. Interesting. If nothing someone, we can do. Yeah, nothing you can do about it if someone wants to kill you. Then what's the point of arming up in self-defense? What's the point of having all these firearms? This, please, I want to hear more from this guy. I want to hear more from this guy contradicting his own party's position accidentally. What's the point of getting out of bed if what this guy says is yeah, true? Yeah, I mean... somebody's going to kill you. Yeah, I mean, why do anything about terrorism either? Or, right. you know... Eh, what are you, you going to do? Yeah, crime. <laughs> crime, boy, I don't know. That was, uh, that was, the, that was the great uh, uh, James Brolin line from The West Wing where right. uh, President Bartlett completely tore him to bits. He go, crime, boy. I don't know. And then <laughs> President Bartlett says, by the way, crime boy, I don't know, is when I decided to kick your ass. Yeah, uh, with good cause. So this guy's pulling the crime boy, I don't know, mm -hmm. move here. What, That's the agenda. What are you going to do? Yeah. What the, are you going to do? The oh well, the whatevs agenda. Yeah, it's just another Monday. Uh, meantime, uh, these uh, Republican brainiacs keep stepping up to microphones and sticking their foot in their mouths. Uh, this guy from the Tennessee 5th, where the shooting took place, uh, had a, a Christmas tree photo taken with all of his firearms oh, that yeah, was yeah. circulating around a, yesterday. I had a word for him online, in fact. Yes. yes, indeed. And that's like a thing now. I go back to the fashion accessory part of right. the firearm ownership in this country. And, and, and status. Yeah, it's both. Yeah, it's, it's status. It's virtue signaling. I know Republicans love to talk about liberals' virtue signaling, you know, with their tolerance and en enlightenment. But it's really Republicans who can't stop talking about or misappropriating Jesus and uh, having Christmas card photos taken mm -hmm. with their firearms. Hey, look at us. Look how American we are. Fine, got, until someone's I, using those firearms to murder you in your own home. That's I got I got Jesus and an AR-15. <laughs> That's right. And by the way, don't call them assault rifles. The Gunsplainer, starring Chuck Boltback. Brought to you by Chesterfield Cigarettes, when one lung is enough. <laughs> the Gunsplainer roamed the West but only appeared to people after there was trouble. 
Oh, my. Them engines just came out of nowhere. Well. Thank God nobody's hurt. They attacked our wagon train with Winchesters. Pardon me, ma'am. Huh? What the... Where'd you come from? Those weren't Winchesters. What? You know, used by the Redskins. Excuse me? The Native Americans. The rifle used by the Radicals was the Colt Burgess rifle, also known as the 1883 Burgess rifle, a lever-action repeating rifle, which, although utilizing the same 4440 Winchester cartridge... Oh, we need some help here, mister. ...has an octagonally shaped 650-millimeter barrel, and actually a stronger action design than the Winchester. Is anybody gonna help? Because it has a toggle joint system to lock the breech block, and the extension of the loading oh, lever... Oh, forget it, Barry. Let's go. Good gunsplainer. People don't know. They just don't know. <laughs> they have no idea. By the way, who was that balding, overweight, middle-aged man? I wanted to smack him. That was the gunsplainer. Stay tuned now for Have Gun, Will Troll. <laughs> Rocky Mountain Mike, Marion Ann Arbor yeah. in there. Richard Hensel making an appearance. So strong. Love that. Yep. So strong. Thank I you think that's that, uh, that's all of us on social media right now. Uh, every time we look at our mentions. Hey. Indeed. How about, okay, instead of assault rifle, okay, you don't want me to call it an assault rifle. How about weapons of war? I just, <laughs> I'm a, we'll just go with weapons of war. You can call them whatever the hell you want to call them as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Assault rifles, weapons of war, overcompensation, uh, whatever... You choose is fine with me. It's just these guys like to sidetrack conversations online by nitpicking the terminology, the uh, yeah, that everyone uses with regard to guns because we're not. We're not experts in these right. things necessarily in terms of how they work. We just know what they do and how they're being abused in this country, how they're being overly worshipped and fetishized by a significant portion of Americans. So, Mine. yeah. My, my mind just goes back to the people who lost loved ones yesterday at that school. Yeah. And, yeah. and the face of that little girl in the window on the bus. Are we that cold? Are we that callous? Have we fallen that far? Or are we ready to say no? Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things where you really have to start to question our priorities, question, and obviously present company accepted. But what I'm talking about is the significant number of people who just have no empathy, have have delusional ideas right. in terms of what they should and shouldn't do as members of our society. Whether we're talking right. about COVID protocols or doing the right thing with regard to the climate crisis. My or, rights. Yeah. yeah. Never mind what it does to your rights. I don't give a thought to that because I'm only about my own rights yeah. or perceived rights. Not even realizing that every single right that we have certainly has exceptions, and we shouldn't be we shouldn't yes. be afraid to explore those exceptions when necessary. Now we're not talking about a slippery slope situation. Don't buy that nonsense. There are obviously plenty of people who support sensible gun laws in this country who are also in favor of continuing Absolutely. to own firearms. Absolutely. But they like want to do it responsibly. I think that's important. Around 90% of the populace agrees, and it includes gun owners at that same high percentage, believes in in common sense gun laws. It's only the Republican politicians bought and paid for by the NRA who stand in the way. And uh, that's why we have elections, so we can get them out of the way. 
So we're going to talk about um, Donald Trump lionizing the January 6th heroes at his All latest right. rally. We're going to get into that here in a few minutes. Uh, this is, I think you can tie this into what happened in Nashville. Maybe not, as a, maybe not as a cause and effect thing, but as part of the problem. Where, mm-hmm. yeah, we have the problem in this country where we're glorifying villains. And that, I think, perpetuates more villainy. As far as I'm concerned, the common thread is that uh, the misbelief that violence is the answer. Yep. Plus, Trump continuing to threaten potential death and destruction and then backpedaling like a goddamn coward when he's called out about it. We're going to talk about that. Plus, the latest example of Elon Musk's janky, narcissistic incompetence. I don't know if there's any other way to describe it, but he rolled out a new thing yesterday that contradicts the thing that he rolled out last week. Well, so, sure, because yeah. he's an idiot. Yeah, yeah of and this is this is actually good news for the normals. That's how I'm looking at this. That, that, yeah, I want to hear that if I can understand it. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that here in a few minutes. Okay. But first, if you're only listening to the free portion of the Bob Seska Show on Apple Podcasts, etc., you're only hearing the first hour or so of the show. There's an extra 20 minutes of show after the end credits roll at the end of every Tuesday and Thursday podcast. And it's all happening on our Patreon page. Of course, I'm talking about the Shadow Docket podcast at patreon.com slash Show or simply bobseskashow.com. It's a completely unfiltered, commercial-free continuation of all the fun and news, and it's only going to cost you pennies per episode. The Shadow Dockets drop every Tuesday and Thursday after the free shows for just $5 per month. And in addition to supporting this fully independent podcast, you're going to get all that bonus content. So don't miss out. That's bobseskashow.com. Bookmark it. Send it to all your friends. And we thank you in advance. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Bob Seska! That's a brand new single from the great Nick Lutzko. This is his 
serious, real kind of real music, non-parody music. Yeah, a song called "Obituary." Not uh, not released for the uh, mass shooting yesterday, but I imagine there's a commentary to be had here about all of that. Yeah, link in the description to support Nick Lutzko. We all love Nick Lutzko here on the show. It's great music. Yeah, bobseska.com slash music to submit. And while you're there, make sure to go to this episode of the podcast, dated 32823. Uh, click on that link, scroll on down, and you'll find the links for all the independent music here on the show. All right, thank you for doing that. And I think Indie Music Countdown coming up this weekend, ooh, all the songs ooh, ooh. from March. Yes? Are, are you raising your hand, sir? I'm, I, I, no, I, that was oh, me you're just excited. ooing in excitement. <laughs> I thought you were doing a Horshack move there. <laughs> no, no, I just, I really enjoy the music. All righty. Okay, so... Let's get back into uh, things here on our Big Tuesday show. Uh, let's see. Okay, so Donald Trump did another rally, and I, you may or may not be aware of this song that he's got called mm. Justice for All, and it's basically January. It's supposed to be January 6th uh, insurrectionists who have been convicted right. singing the national anthem from their jail cells. The J6 Prison Choir, I'm told, yeah. Is it really January 6th? That's what they're calling it, but clearly it's in support of them. Yeah, okay, so it's some other cell block of people who may or may not have anything to do with January 6th, pretending they're January 6th insurrectionists. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I have no idea. I think I saw a fact but, check but, along those lines. But, yeah. but, but Trump has found a way to co-opt it. Yes. He added his own recitation of the Pledge of Allegiance. By the way, the part of the Pledge of Allegiance in the song that uh, is a particularly salient thing for our times is that part about being indivisible. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that. Uh, insurrectionists. Remember that, Red Hats, when you're talking about secession. Secession. Mm -hmm. The indivisible part, as you pledge your allegiance to the flag right. of the United States of America. You're, you're pledging to the country being indivisible. So that's, that's the opposite of wanting to secede, just so we're they, clear they, on that. They do care more about the cloth than the country. Yeah. So at his rally, instead of the usual performance of the national anthem, Mm -hmm. Donald Trump played this Justice for All song. Everyone had to stand, put their hands on their hearts, take off their red hats, mm -hmm. and salute this fucking awful thing as the substitute for the national anthem. And during the playing of the song, they also showed on the big screens at the rally the accompanying mm -hmm. music video which included all kinds of glorification of Donald Trump, all kinds of propaganda of Donald Trump doing allegedly heroic things. They showed right. imagery of that guy who was posed as Donald Trump in a red jumpsuit in a prison cell at CPAC or whatever that was. That was in there. And then a whole lot of January 6th insurrectionist footage. Right. Uh, the uh, actual attack on our nation's capital uh, yes. as part of this uh, glory to America bit that they were doing. Right. These are evidently being, these people are being framed as freedom fighters. Heroes. Yeah, yeah, heroes. yeah heroes. Yeah. yeah these are people we should look up to and consider to be martyrs for our MAGA cause. 
It's as if they're testing how far they can twist reality. We yeah. know better. We saw with our own eyes. We know what has happened here. And yet they're bending over backward to, to twist this completely around. To, to turn not, not just It started with, well, they, it was other people posing as Trump supporters, uh, Antifa and that sort of thing. And they said, well, it was just uh, tourists. No, now they're heroes. Yeah. Now, they're freedom, now they're freedom fighters. Are we going to let them turn it that far around? Or again, isn't it time we put a stop to that and said no? Well, fortunately, there's a new poll out. Uh, I'm seeing here it's a CBS News poll showing that a majority of Americans. Wait, it's not. If it, listen, it's not. If it's not a poll from Cat Turd, I'm not interested. <laughs> Right, Donald Trump, by the way, leading in the cat turd poll yeah, in the Republican yeah, primaries. Oh, yeah. right. So what did they, what did those fakers over at CBS do? Yeah, well, uh, the question was, what happened at the Capitol on January 6, 2021? And uh, 55% of Americans say it was an insurrection. Mm-hmm. 55% say in a, in a separate question that, yeah, they were trying to overthrow the government. Right. 30% say defending freedom, and 29% say uh, patriotism. Uh-huh. So in that sense, oh, and then if you split it out, if you split out the crosstabs between Democrats and Republicans, 82% of Democrats say it was an insurrection. 27% of Republicans say it was an insurrection. I'm actually kind of impressed with the 27% number, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, I shouldn't be because it's only 27% and these people are completely out to lunch, completely deluded about it. But 86% of Democrats say they were trying to overthrow the government. 18% of Republicans say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that means there's a window. There's an opening. That's I'm seeing the cup half full. I'm seeing this poll half full, so to speak. Indictments, indictments will help. Yeah, they, I really, honestly believe indictments will help. But it, th- it, it won't win all of them, but it'll win some. That shows that there are between 18 and 27 percent of Republicans who are kind of convincible when it comes to the insurrection at the very least. Um, 14 percent of Democrats say the insurrection was defending freedom, while 55 percent of Republicans say they were defending freedom. Right. 14% of Democrats say they were uh, acting as patriots, while 51% of Republicans say they were acting out of patriotism. That's disturbing. So never mind what I just said about the 18 and 27%. Well, yeah, but go back to what I've always said about 15% of the U.S. population is insane, and that includes, apparently, from these numbers, Democrats. Yeah. So shave 15% off both of those numbers, mm-hmm. and I think you have a more realistic view of what real people think. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, if you're doing the math in your head and you're calculating well it's more than 100 total i'm reading these each right. individual explanation is its own poll so right. in an insurrection that's its own poll uh trying to overthrow the government that's its own poll defending right. freedom that's its own poll and patriotism that's its own poll so gotcha. uh, yeah in that regard the numbers do add up uh in the cross tabs so mm-hmm. the, there you go uh, i don't know whether to be encouraged or discouraged by this but uh, well both i think it's yeah. good to have i mean and for what polls are worth right yeah. Uh, but it gives us a view. It's like watching Family Feud. You, you get to find out what people think, yeah, uh, or what they say anyway. And uh, you know, that's I think it can be helpful. Uh, it, it doesn't have to be a great influence on our own personal decisions, but it's good to know. And incidentally, Republicans just don't like democracy. Uh, this is another Clearly. poll. And and by the way, I'm mentioning these polls. Take everything with a grain of salt. Uh, you know, who knows if they're accurate. But here's the question. Which is a bigger concern, a functioning democracy 
that is uh, supported by 63% of people voting Democratic, 29% of people voting Republican. A strong economy, 21% voting Democrat, 70% voting Republican. So in terms of priorities among Republicans, the vast majority of them, 70% of them say a strong economy is more important than a functioning democracy. Right. So there you go. That's when we're talking about democracy here and say, oh, well, they don't like democracy. Well, obviously, here's numbers to show. Well, they, they put money first. I, uh, you know, I read an interesting analysis that said uh, Republican voters used to vote on strictly pocketbook issues. They would, yeah. Republican voters would, but now they place uh, the social wars, they, they place the culture war issues above that to them. Uh, things like abortion and uh, trans and all uh, all the uh, topics of controversy among Republicans, uh, those are the issues they're voting on these days and are actually more concerned about those things than they are about their own pocketbooks. So Trump threatened potential death and destruction if he's yep. indicted by the Manhattan grand jury investigating. He's, he's still out there. Yeah, the Stormy Daniels matter and falsifying official documents and everything circulating around that. He did this on, uh, what's his social media app? It's called, I, I always forget the name of it. Is it Troth Central? Truth Central. Yeah, it's Troth Truth Central, something like that. So he was wondering aloud, what kind of person can charge another person with a crime? <laughs> what? Oh, we're called who, prosecutors. Yeah, who does that? Who charges people it's, with crimes? This is outrageous. It's, it's so judgmental. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, what the hell? Um, then he did like this whiny who me routine on Sean Hannity's show last night in response to that article he posted on Troth Central, Troth, Truth Central, where Whatever. he's holding the baseball bat and it's right next to a picture of Alvin Bragg, right. right? Let's listen to Donald Trump dancing around this nonsense and acting as though, and maybe accurately enough, his own uh, supporters, his own viewers on Hannity uh, are just phenomenal idiots who don't understand what he was really doing. This is Donald right. Trump treating his own people like the idiots they are. So well, all this information that came out in your favor, you talked about death and destruction. And then you, the baseball bat picture yeah. next to Alvin Bragg, and you did take that down. And my only question is, why open yourself up to criticism? You have to understand that when the story was put up, I put up a story. We didn't see pictures. We put up a story that was very exculpatory, very good story from the standpoint of what we're talking about. And they put up a picture of me. And you know where I was holding the baseball bat? It was at the White House. Make America, Buy America, because I did a lot of Buy America things. And this is a company that makes baseball bats. Then they put next to that picture a picture mm -hmm. of Alvin Bragg. I didn't do it. They did it. The, the, I guess the people that do the paper or somebody put pictures <laughs> together. But I was holding a baseball bat in order to promote Made in America. It wasn't on your post of Truth Social? No, no. What they did is we posted the story, but they had a picture up, but they then put a picture up or the picture was put up that nobody noticed or saw, or that nobody thought it was bad. These were two separate pictures. I was promoting 
made in America. You make these baseball bats instead of sending over to Japan and China and all other places where they're made. This was a company, good company, that makes baseball bats and other things like that in America. They took that picture from the White House and they put it up, and then they put a picture of Alvin Bragg up. I will say this with death and destruction. I didn't say death and destruction. I said, I'm afraid. Yeah. I said, I'm afraid that if oh they do this, God. which is a fake prosecution, where my worst enemies say that he's totally innocent. I mean, I can't believe people that have never been positive to me or defended me, that don't like me, that are on the other side of the world. Uh, these are people that said, you can't do this prosecution. It will cause tremendous problems. I didn't say do something bad. I say I am afraid that people will do something because people are very angry about it. Okay, this is basically Donald Trump going, I don't know how the internets work. Oh, I'm so feeble. I just posted an article from the paper and they put this picture in there and I didn't know. I didn't know. No, no, come on. Give me a fucking break. He didn't know. He put that deliberately up because of those pictures. It wasn't just because the content was, as he said, exculpatory, whatever the fuck that is. He was doing this for effect. He's acting as though he doesn't understand how retrothing works or whatever he calls it on that website. It, it, like, oh my God, I can't. How, where did this picture come from? I it just suddenly appeared. They put it in the, and I love how he calls it the paper. <laughs> the paper. He starts and ends with a lie and stumbles his way in between them. Yes, and then doing this whole cowardly who-me routine about potential death and destruction. Like saying, oh, I was warning against that. I wasn't saying that you should do that. That's like saying, nice restaurant you've got here. It would be a shame if anything happened. Exactly. Exactly Exactly right. That's mob speak, and that's... That's how you dance around direct charges of inciting yeah, violence. Yeah. Boy, I wouldn't want to have to shoot you. See, I said I wouldn't want to have to shoot you. I didn't say right. I'm going to shoot you. I said I wouldn't right, want to no. have to shoot It's fine. <laughs> Free speech, Bob. And then, Free of course, speech. his fans are all going, yeah, that makes sense. I, I buy that. Yeah, he's just, you know, he's just warning. He doesn't why, why, why are they picking on him? <laughs> why are they being so mean to tr- leave Trump alone? Right. Oh my God. On top of the cowardly, cowardly backpedaling, if he thinks that his fans should commit acts of violence to defend him, just Mm. fucking own it, you goddamn sack of shit coward. Well, it's that tape you play of of Tiny Trump saying, You can't let this happen to me. I mean, oh, yeah. You can't let that happen to me. It's what he's all about is what what happens to him. He doesn't care about anyone else. Oh, I didn't know. Where did this picture of me? That picture wasn't even from a picture of Alvin Bragg. That was a separate thing from when I was talking about Made in America. And there was this, they're making all the baseball bats in Japan now or whatever, whatever we, we, nonsense lie. We know that they are separate pictures. We know that they were together when that story was published. And Donald Trump knew that those pictures were together when he retrothed it or whatever they do over there. Yes, this is what he does. He releases these psycho bombs and is like, who me? I didn't do that. What? That's not what I meant. I said, don't, don't have death and destruction. Yes. I was just trying to defend myself from the law by sharing an article that I agreed with. I had no idea that this crazy picture. And then when I saw it after I retrothed it, 
I was like, it, it stayed up for a while. I think he took it down eventually. If you see me but, being persecuted, whatever you do, don't take action. Yeah. But I mean, as soon as you, on Twitter, for example, as soon as you retweet something, you can see what that looks like because it shows right. up at the top of your feed. Yes, you can see it in the post that you snatched, and you can see it when you paste it on your page. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and by the way, after playing a clip, I think it was the same clip that we just played, of uh -huh. Trump saying that he did nothing wrong and denying right, the right. allegations in New York City and so forth, right. they played a clip of that on Fox and Friends, the giggling couch tumors uh, uh -huh. on Fox and Friends. And Steve Ducey, right after playing the clip, added uh -huh. this. 56% of Americans, 56%, a majority, say that the investigations into the former president regarding those, 100% fair. Now, also, 75% of Americans think the former president did something illegal or something unethical. And only 23% say that the former president did nothing wrong. Thank you. I can't believe I'm saying thank you, Steve Ducey. I know, yeah. And uh, Brian Kilmeade actually spoke up recently as well. Uh, you know, and, and Fox is kind of lost right now because they were going to put their money on DeSantis <laughs> and they see how that's flamed out. Yeah. And so now they're drifting back to Trump, but they're not really comfortable with either. It's fun to watch them squirm like this. Yes. Uh, Trump goes on and on and on about how he did nothing wrong. And then Steve Ducey comes on and is like, ooh, yeah, you did something wrong. Yep, yep, poke, 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 poke. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. People are saying. Yeah, yeah. So more cracks developing in the Red Hat facade right now. And they are panicking. They are, they are back to, they are yeah. it, cornered. They're cornered and they're panicking. Abso-fucking-lutely. And by the way, that uh, that woman who was suing Fox News yes. uh, has now been fired. So yes. they remain the classiest news organization in the business. And I say news organization facetiously. I, I, I'm trying to pull up her name here. Uh, Ms. Grossman, uh, who is the woman, the producer, the Hannity producer who was fired, uh, here it is, Abby Grossman. Yes. Uh, she was initially suspended for accusing the network's lawyers of coaching her testimony in the Dominion voting machine case. She, as Bob said, has now been fired and is suing the network for a string of misdeeds, including coercing her testimony. And here's the best part. She's agreed to testify on behalf of Dominion voting systems. Oh, excellent. Yeah. How good is that? huh? Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Have fun. See? Donald Trump did a video where he was talking about the death tax on farmers and how he got yeah. rid of it. By the way, he didn't get rid of it. No. <laughs> it was a lie, just a gigantic lie. He did Not an entire lie. video in which he's lying about what he did with the estate tax for farms. What he did was he raised the threshold in which the estate tax kicks in. He raised the threshold up to $22 million. So under right. $22 million, you don't have to pay the estate tax. Over $22 million, you still have to pay the fucking estate tax if you're the family member of a farmer who leaves the farm to you. And by the way, that gets repealed in 2026. So he lied about the whole thing with the farms, but then he's doing it in the weirdest possible way where he's talking about farmers dying. He's like, when you pass away, mm -hmm. when you no longer are on this beautiful earth. And he, he already knows he's in trouble. He's, he's treading water here. <laughs> yeah. And if you love your kids, and we all love our kids, but some people don't love their kids, and maybe with good reason why they don't love their kids, they probably don't like their kids, and that's okay, too. And he's thinking of Eric Trump and Don Jr. Of course he is. <laughs> of 
couldn't be more transparent. And then after he's talking about whether you love your kids and <laughs> when you're going to die, farmers, Idiot. he ends the video by saying, thank you very much, have fun. What? <laughs> thank you very much, have fun? Lawrence O'Donnell in his A block last night uh, had a lot of fun with a piece of tape of Trump, a uh, quote from Trump, uh, denying his affair with Stormy Daniels and uh -huh. says, it wouldn't have been her. In other words, he was saying, oh, I would have an affair, but oh, not yeah. with her. Uh, and, then, and then talking about, uh, we have a great first lady, people really love her. He doesn't include himself in that. He doesn't say, oh, I yeah. love her. Mm -hmm. You know, he's, because clearly they don't love each other at all. Uh, that couldn't be more obvious, uh, and and but but for him to not even do the politician thing and say that uh, is rather astounding. So the truth is is in there. The truth is in there in between all of his lies, and yet his people still go, "Oh, he's the best." <laughs> in smaller numbers. Let's just leave it on that note. <laughs> okay. All right, we're gonna take one short break here. We come back. We got to talk about the latest fuckery from Elon Musk. And yeah. getting rid of the stupid For You tab if you're not subscribed to Twitter Blue. I'm going to describe, I'm going to talk about exactly what this means here in just a second. And, uh, and also, uh, as predicted, mm. well, Republicans seem to be questioning their endorsement of Ron DeSantis. And we're going to talk no. about that too. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I, you know, uh, sometimes I, I land on these things correctly. And, and so I'm, I'm going to brag a little bit. Okay. Do that here. Right. Well, don't, don't get too cocky because I may <laughs> okay. have a note or two on this. All right. Back with more show right after these words. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Eventually, the deepest wounds will heal. 
Raise yeah. your heart, raise your head. We can even raise the dead. This is a great uh, Matt Jaffe here. And a song that he wrote for the victims of the Pulse nightclub shooting. A song called Raise the Dead. Strongly encourage you to uh, go and download this track and have it have it in your uh, digital collection. Link in the description, of course, to grab it. Because it's one of Matt's essential tracks. Absolutely. I love this song. It's so poignant and, uh, and sadly appropriate. Very, very powerful. Yes, yes. Well said. Okay. Let's see here. BobSuska.com, by the way, to uh, find the songs in the description. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about uh, Elon Musk here for a second, changing okay. gears a little bit. Uh, yesterday... It's- gotten so confusing, so I hope you can clarify this <laughs> I know. for me and others. Well, it's difficult to decipher what he says, because right. he, he, he talks in riddles. He's got... Yeah, it's strange with Elon Musk. He uh, says things that I think are very, very clear to him in his uh-huh. warped mind. Or funny to him in his warped mind. Yeah, but then when they come out, it's like, uh, what? Huh? What? what? I don't understand. Huh? What? About a week or so ago, and it may have been longer than that. I'm losing track of time here. That's what happens when you get old. But uh, he wheeled out this feature for Twitter Blue subscribers where they can hide their verification badge, hide their blue check, if they're embarrassed by having a subscription to Twitter Blue. It's a weird thing to do. It's like Elon Musk is selling something to people that is so potentially embarrassing that he's created a feature where you can hide that scarlet letter A, that, that blue check, I know it's scarlet is a different color than blue, but you know what I mean. Right. You can hide your blue check in disgrace. Wow. If you choose not to have it there, or if you feel like, oh my God, now so, people are going to think of me as being this uh, peon for Elon Musk, this loyalist to Elon, you know. That That's like him saying, well, you, if you buy this Tesla, but you're embarrassed about owning a car associated with me, we'll put a Ford sticker on it for you. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly uh, right. And then no one will know. So with that being the context, the very next policy he wheels out with regard to Twitter Blue will take effect on April 15th. Okay. We're all familiar with the main feed on Twitter where you have the choice of two different tabs. The following tab, which gives you straight up without the algorithm, the most recent tweets by people you follow. Uh-huh. Then there's the For You tab, which is very algorithm-driven, that shows you not only the people that you engage with the most, but also offers up suggestions of tweets that you might like. That's where, yeah, that's where you end up getting flooded with all kinds of weird shit on Mm -hmm. Twitter because it just, the algorithm has always been screwy and gives you uh, things that are obnoxious, gives you a lot of trolls in there, gives you a lot of uh, Twitter blue people. Well, yesterday, Elon decided, here's what we're going to do. Starting April 15th, the only tweets that will appear in the For You tab will be tweets by Twitter Blue subscribers or people who are otherwise verified. So that includes not only the Twitter Blue subscribers, but also the gold check organizations, which are the ones who can afford to pay $1,000 a month to Elon Musk to have that gold check next to their handle. 
or the gray check people, which are all like politicians and so on. I believe you have a piece of tape that explains this better. Let me walk you through our Donnelly nut spacing and crack system rim riding grip configuration. I don't get it. how it works. In the field of half C sprats and brass fitted nickel slits, our bracketed caps and splay flexed brace columns, vent uh -huh. dampers to dampening hatch steps of one half meter from the damper What's crown a... to the spurve plinth. That's right. Easy. Wow. Does... Well, we bolster. 12 husk nuts to each girdle jerry. It's a lot. While flex yeah. tandems press a task apparatus of 10 vertically composited patch hamplers. <laughs> then pin flam fasten pan traps at both maiden apexes of the gym joint. Both. See, I understood that. I just don't understand what he's doing over at Twitter. Yeah, and I think everybody agrees. If you're going to have Twitter, there, there ought to be two feeds, one following the people you're following, yeah. and then the other one, uh, real time, uh, <laughs> live, a live feed as things are being tweeted. Yeah. That, that would be useful. That would be helpful. Yeah, well, it's, it's kind of the same thing. I mean, isn't that what you get with the following tab? You get all the most recent? I, it, yeah, no, they, you, well, it's, it's, it's monkeyed with. It's algorithm. That's the, for, that's the it, for you tab that's monkeyed with. Oh, see what I mean? I, I can't <laughs> yeah. keep up with it. I, you, you can't. I, I have trouble telling. I see you more on, I follow you. Yeah. And I see you more on for you than I see on following, which makes no sense to me at all. Yeah, because what happens on for you, it's the algorithm giving you the people that you engage with the most. On F following, yeah. it's just chronological, whatever the latest tweet is. So if I tweeted an hour and a half earlier than when you logged on, you're not going to necessarily see that tweet that I posted an hour and a half earlier an hour and a half before you logged on. So I don't get it. That's how that's how that all works. The for you is algorithm driven with suggestions. Following is just chronological in terms of the most recent tweet. Spout, spoutable is so much easier. It really, really is because spoutable is entirely the following tab. It's all the people you're following in chronological order. No fuckery going on. So what Elon Musk is going to do is he's going to turn the for you tab into exclusively the Twitter blue people tab. You'll still be able to see, if you're not Twitter blue, you'll still be able to see the for you tab, but it'll be filled with Twitter blue things. He said, starting April 15th, only verified accounts, that's Twitter blue, will be eligible to be in the for you recommendations. The, he wrote a typo. The is the only realistic way to address advanced AI bot swarms taking over. So apparently there's an issue at Twitter with AI bot swarms taking over. I don't know. It is otherwise a hopeless losing battle. Oh, poor you. Voting in polls will require verification for same reason. So in order to participate in a poll on Twitter, you have to be verified with Twitter Blue. So he's basically narrowing or, the parameters for people who aren't Twitter blue or, while expanding the options for people who are Twitter blue. Or, or you can just leave the damn platform completely. Or you can do what I do and <laughs> that's po post there and then run very quickly to another uh, yeah. social media site. I, you know, it's, it's gotten stupid. And how do you feel about the fact that he's taken away two-factor verification if you don't buy one of his blue checks. Well, yeah, that's dumb, too, because I... But it's, it's dangerous for all of us. Yeah, well, there are other options for two-factor authentication, but they're very, very confusing, and you need to be a bit of a tech nerd in order to figure out how to do that. When it used to be just part of the platform. Exactly right. Now 
now you've got to go to some sort of third-party app or plug-in for your browser yeah, to get no, that. I'm not going to do that. Not well, going to do that. I, I did it, and I barely did it. I mean, it was like one of those things where I'm still confused in terms of how it works. I was able to log out of Twitter the other day because I was doing something else. I was setting up a new account for something that I'll talk about later. But um, I was setting up a new account, so I had to log out of my account and then log back in, and this two-factor authentication app thing that I downloaded, Mm -hmm. it just happened to work. I have no idea why or how it works. It just, I I fell into it. I stumbled into it, yeah. It's not worth it. If you have to jump through hoops for this crap, I mean, it's bad enough that it's already crap, Yeah. but but I'm not going to jump through hoops for it. I'm not going to pay for it. I'm not going to jump through hoops for it. And I look forward to the day when I can feel comfortable actually leaving it entirely. Yeah. So the legacy blue checks are going to disappear on April 1st. So my blue check will disappear on April 1st. Kimberly's will disappear on April 1st. All the people you know who have blue checks, if you're a blue check, it's going to disappear on April 1st in order to coerce you into buying Twitter blue. So here's the thing. Remember what I said about Elon rolling out that feature where you can hide your blue check? Uh-huh. And the reason you would hide it is because you're embarrassed by it. That you had well, to pay for it, yeah. Yeah. Well, now he's created an entire tab that's nothing but a list of people who have paid for Twitter Blue. So you're going to very easily be able to go through that For You tab and just yeah. block everyone who's Twitter Blue if it's you choose. stupid. Yeah, it's, it's like having a checklist. Stupid. Yeah, here's all the people who are genuflecting at the feet of this sociopath narcissist who's doing nothing but ruining the Twitter experience for the world. And so, yes, you can find all those people. So even if they hide their blue check, the very fact that they'll appear in the For You tab means you will be able to identify them anyway. So why hide the blue? Oh, my God, it's so stupid. It's the dumbest thing. It's it's like he doesn't think these things through. It's like everything (laughs) he does is like an impulse buy. Like, I hear something, I, look how smart I am. Look how... What do you... Yeah. What, what do you think it would be like working for the guy? <laughs> I can't Can even you imagine? imagine. Ultimately, the following tab, this is my recommendation, the following tab is a much uh-huh. better experience on Twitter anyway. You're getting the latest tweets by the people you follow. Uh, it's not necessarily the latest tweets by people you engage with. It's just chronological. So the topmost tweet is the most recent tweet p- put out by people you follow. But only people you follow. You don't see everybody else. That's right. But you will be able to see everybody else if they get retweeted or replied to or whatever. You can still retweet oh, okay. people irrespective of whether they're Twitter blue but or not. How can, how can you retweet them if you can't see them to begin with? Well, you, you, but you can see them because Twitter blue people will <laughs> still appear in the following tab if you happen to be following them or if they happen to be retweeted by someone you're following. How, how many hex nuts were there? I don't remember. <laughs> I know. It's, it's all very confusing. But essentially what's happening is the following tab is the way Twitter was when it first launched. It's like rewinding. If you're in the following tab, it's like rewinding on Twitter back to 2009 or something like that. But only of people you follow. Yes, that's right. Except, except people who... Okay, so if someone you follows, if someone you follow retweets someone else that you don't follow, you're going to see that retweet. So it's still possible that your tweets are going to get circulated around and go viral, et cetera. It's just not going to be helped by the for you algorithm anymore, unless you're Twitter blue. 
I'm going to just ignore all of this and keep doing what I do. <laughs> right. I'm going to pretend. Not, it has nothing to do with you or your explanation of it. It's that Twitter has gotten that stupid, and I just don't have that kind of time. Okay. I don't, I'm not going to I'm not gonna babysit Twitter. All right. Uh, I'll go all there. Right. I'll me look at some things I may post, and then I'm gone. Uh, you know, I've, it, enough already with that. There are better social media sites available now. Okay. Just bear in mind that the okay. following tab is the better experience. And then plus... After 4.15, after April 15th, for uh -huh. you will allow normals to pinpoint and block Twitter blue minion, even if they hide okay. their blue checks. And All three, right. users who don't follow you, will, as I said, will still see your tweets if you're retweeted or replied to by people who do follow you. See what I mean? So, again, it's still your shit's still going to get circulated. Don't worry about it. Yeah, well, no, it's a, I'm not worried about it. I mean, I, you know, of course, it's something I would like, but uh, it's not something I would worry about. It's just gotten, you know, it, it, he's going to change this. He's going to change it again. Uh, this is just <laughs> yeah. going to keep happening. Uh, so until he rewords this or changes his mind completely, this is the plan. I, Like I said, I, I, I can't. You know, and, and, and again, this is not directed at you. It's directed at Twitter. I can't deal with those folks anymore. I yeah, just can't. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing for as long as I can get away with it, and, and then I'm out. Spoutable.com. That's what I'm telling right. you. That's, there you go. That's up now and coming. We're... That's doing all the things correctly, et cetera. Plus, there's another dimension to this, and this goes to what you were just saying, Buzz. There was a troll who was posing as Monica Lewinsky okay. on Twitter. And that troll with a fake Monica Lewinsky account got a Twitter blue blue check. So not only does this show that uh, Twitter blue is allowing people to impersonate celebrities and notable people. Right. But it also shows that the verification process for Twitter right. blue people is Sucks. fucked up. And that's on top of yeah. the fact that all kinds of Russian trolls have signed up for Twitter blue as well. And they're spreading pro-Trump disinformation. What, is, what it's going to mean is that people with blue checks are not necessarily and probably not verified. Oh, yeah, exactly right. But here's the thing. Here's my prediction, and this is where I'm seeing the cup half full. This is my optimistic view of where Twitter is headed, at least when it comes to legacy verification coming back. Twitter having to revert to the old style of verification. I predict that a celebrity is going to sue Twitter after being impersonated, and a judge will probably order Elon to revert to the old blue check verification system, the one that gave me my blue check and so many others. Right. Uh, maybe they change the color. I know Tara Dublin, for example, suggested, well, you can just be purple. Make them purple, and that'll differentiate them from Twitter blue, which I'm totally fine with. But how do I know that this lawsuit will eventually happen? Maybe this year, maybe next year? Because it already did. It happened oh, back really? in 2009. The reason the verification system was instituted at Twitter in the first place back in 2009 is because baseball manager Tony La Russa sued Twitter because he was being impersonated on the platform. And then why are we why are we doing this again? Why didn't that put a stop to things? Well, because it's I guess it's irrelevant now because it's under new ownership and so on. I don't know. Sure. But uh, and to an extent, Twitter Blue is kind of a verification system, but it's not based on notable people. It's just based on whether you have $9 a month to give to Elon Musk. So that's the differentiation. But I think that this will happen again. There will be another lawsuit. Maybe Monica Lewinsky will bring the lawsuit. Maybe some other celebrity will bring the lawsuit. And it's entirely likely that whatever judge or jury that hears that suit 
it's very likely that they will say, hey, what about that ruling back in 2009 with baseball manager Tony La Russa? He, you know, they, they had a good idea with that. Let's just go back to that. And that becomes the verdict. And then Elon Musk will be forced by a court to revert back to the old thing. That's my prediction. Well, I hope that's true. I hope yeah. that happens. And then finally, we'll end with this. <laughs> Okay. Don't fuck with Captain Kirk, Elon Musk. <laughs> William Shatner entered the battle yesterday. He tweeted this. Hey, Elon Musk, what's this about blue checks going away unless we pay Twitter? I've been here for 15 years giving my time and witty thoughts all for bupkis. Now you're telling me that I have to pay for something you gave me for free? What is this? The Columbia Record and Tape Club? <laughs> I saw that. Awesome. Saw that. Don't mess with <laughs> William Shatter. Don't mess with Captain Kirk. Don't mess with us old guys. <laughs> That's right. Oh, and finally, as I predicted, Republicans are questioning whether Ron DeSantis is ready for prime time. This is uh, great news. Number of, uh, a number of the Florida governor's donors and allies are worried his recent stumbles suggest he may not be ready for a brutal fight against Donald Trump. Some feel DeSantis needs to accelerate his timeline to run for the GOP presidential nomination and begin directly confronting Trump if he's to have any chance of thwarting the former president's momentum. So, yeah, as I predicted, they're slowly backing away going, wait, this is the guy? This can't be the guy. No. Where's the guy? <laughs> so You were right, uh, at least, but it's very early. I mean, imagine a world in which there is no Trump yeah. when he gets indicted. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen True. next. Trump could disappear from the scene. Yeah. I still see people complaining uh, through ageism about the ages of Joe Biden and Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. And DeSantis is still a 44-year-old. I. It's It's very early. Yes, he is a weakling. Uh, he's a weakling on the stage. He's a weakling on the debate stage. But I, I don't think we can count him out entirely yet based on what happens or doesn't happen to Donald Trump. If there is no Trump, who are they going to call? Yeah, I think you've got a good point there. It's very, very early. I mean, I think back to 2007. Yeah. This point in time in the presidential election cycle, Barack Obama was trailing Hillary Clinton by a significant right. amount. Sure. And so it's very likely that Ron DeSantis, something happens that allows Ron DeSantis to pick up the pace again. Who knows? In spite of himself, by the way. Because I still think, irrespective of whether he gets the nomination, he's still uh -huh. not ready for prime time. If he gets the nomination, oh, it's, be it's by default. It's because something right. happens to Donald Trump, and there is no Trump. <laughs> so right. if there is no Trump, it automatically becomes DeSantis or someone else. And the third possibility, they both get wiped out, that neither Trump yep. nor DeSantis become the nominee. So it's very early. Uh, there is reason to fear DeSantis, even though he is diminished at the moment. Yes, indeed. Okay. okay. Keep your eyes open. All right. Everyone right. off the bench, suit up. We got to get yep. to into this now. Stop the gun violence. Yep. Shadow Docket coming up next on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Bob Seska Show. We'll see you there, folks. Thank you very much. Have fun. <laughs> Mr. President. Governor. You enjoying the play? I am. How about you? Well, we just got here. We were at the Yankee game. We got you know, hung up in traffic. Yeah, I know. Something horrible happened about an hour ago. C.J. Craig was getting threats, so we put an agent on her. He walked into the middle of an armed robbery and was shot and killed after detaining one of the suspects. 
crime? Boy, I don't know. We should have a great debate, Rob. We owe it to everyone. When I was running as a governor, I didn't know anything. I made them start Bartlett College in my dining room, two hours every morning on foreign affairs and the military. You can do that. How many different ways do you think you're going to find to call me dumb? I wasn't, Rob. But you've turned being unengaged into a zen-like thing, and you shouldn't enjoy it so much as all. And if it appears at times as if I don't like you, that's the only reason why. In the future, if you're wondering, crime, boy, I don't know, is when I decided to kick your ass.